Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many things you've blessed us with already this day. And now the blessed opportunity once again to get back in your word. And please open our hearts and minds so we can understand it and apply it in the right way. Draw close to you, build our faith and trust in you and in your word. And then encourage us to go out and share that with others as well. Lead, guide, and direct all this as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. We need to always glorify God. We need to glorify God in our body. In everything we say, everything we do, every step that we take needs to always be in consideration that we belong to the Lord and that we need to bring honor and glory to Him always. Like it says over in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, in verse 9 through 11, it reads, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Paul, once again, reminding us where we came from. We were all a bunch of filthy sinners. Shouldn't be that way anymore. Shouldn't participate in the ungodly behaviors of the world. Let's look at a few of these that he listed here. We surely see on display these days. Be not deceived, neither fornicators. A lot of sex outside of marriage going on. So much of that going on that you see the increased demand for abortions. There's a simple solution to the problem of abortion. If you don't want to have babies, then don't have sex. Problem solved. But they're out there having sex outside of marriage, just like it's just actual normal behavior, acceptable by everybody. Shouldn't be nor idolaters. That's lifting up anything more important than God. Is there anything in your life that you do or want to do or desire to have more than a relationship with the Lord and service to the Lord? If there is, then that's an idol to you. If it be your family, if it be your activities, if it be your job, anything that keeps you from serving the Lord becomes an idol. It shouldn't be that way. Nor adulterers, that's people cheating on their husbands or wives, clearly understood, been going on a long time, still goes on. Nor effeminate, of course that's speaking of homosexuality. Of course you could throw the lesbianism in there also because Paul writes about that over in Romans chapter 1. So this sexual perversions that are going on. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. The abusers of themselves, the self-abusers, the party animals, those that take in all kinds of horrible substances that destroy their health. They're not showing appreciation of what the Lord's blessed them with. They're not glorifying God in their body. Nor thieves. We sure have seen an increase in thieves in this country. They're coming in in groups. They're coming in and trashing entire neighborhoods, stealing everything they can, calling it reparations. Reparations for what? They didn't do squat to earn it, so they don't deserve any kind of reparations, which is total farce. 
because they are totally lying. They don't care about reparations for something that happened three generations prior. That's all made up junk. Thieves, they just want to steal. They want to take something for nothing. And it assures on the increase. Trash in the entire areas. Areas that are now having some businesses move out because they get just get ransacked by entire groups that come in and steal stuff. Even places like Lowe's. I was at Lowe's the other day. I was going to get a roll of wire. And I go to the area where the roll of wires, it was all caged in. Caged in and locked up with a key. And you have to unlock it to open it to get to... So I had to find a, a fellow that was willing to work and come over to open that so I could get the wire. He said, no, you can't take it up there. I have to carry it up there. I said, what do you mean? They actually steal this stuff? Well, they stick it under their coat and act like they're pregnant and go out the door with it? He says, no, they just pick it up and tear it, carry it out the door. And we can't stop them. So that's happening right in here. In this area. At Lowe's. Carrying in big heavy rolls of wire, whatever. They just go in, whatever they want. Pick it up and go out the door. So they've got to lock everything up. You go into a, a CVS or Woolworth or... they have Woolworth anymore? No. no. Show, showing my age there. <laughs> and these drug stores and stuff. they got everything all locked up. And it's crazy because thieves. There's nor covetous. See, the covetousness is what leads them to be thieves. Covetousness is something that you feel that you deserve more than somebody else. They see somebody have something, they think they should have it and set themselves instead of that person. They steal it from them. That's covetousness. One of the great sins. Nor drunkards. Well, that's pretty clear. Drunkards. You go downtown anywhere, you see drunkards laying around. You go to some of these bigger cities, you see entire neighborhoods, entire blocks, just one after another after another. Stoned on something, whether it's alcohol or whatever substance it may be. They have such miserable, horrible lives, they have to instill in themselves or put in themselves some kind of a substance to keep them from knowing reality because they hate reality so bad. On the increase, shouldn't be that way. Nor rivalers, rivalers, troublemakers, love to stir up stuff. We sure see a lot of that now with the protests that are going on, this anti-Israel protest and so forth. They did some interviews with some of the people that gathered at these protests. They knew absolutely nothing about Palestine or Hamas or what the war was even all about. They were just joining the crowd to protest. They're just rivalers. They just, hey, this looks like something fun to get in. Let's go over here and tear up some stuff and cause some trouble. Rivalers. Nor extortioners. Taking your money. Thieves, once again, but a more technical way of doing it. None of these shall inherit the kingdom of God. So what's going to happen to them? They're going to hell. A lot of that going on. And on the increase. Therefore, we Christians need to be motivated. We see what's going on. We need to be glorifying God. We need to be reaching these folks before they wind up in hell. And then jump on over there to verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Christians are bought with a price. You know, this extends beyond Christians even to all people. 
Jesus Christ bought everyone back. And they don't own their own bodies. Jesus Christ owns their body. Therefore, they cannot say, it's my body, I can do with it as I please, when they want to murder their babies right within them. Can't do that. It's not their body. It's not their body that is within them when they are pregnant. Falls right back to this. We're not our own. We're bought with a price. We belong to Jesus Christ. Therefore, we need to take what He has blessed us with and bring honor and glory to Him with it, including our bodies. That means we've got to take care of this body as best we can. Not to trash it, not to abuse it. A lot going on. Over in Ephesians chapter 5, he clearly tells us how we need to behave. As Christians, in Ephesians chapter 5, pick it right up in verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. The Christians need to be followers of God as dear children. That means a humble and submissive spirit. You come to Him humble. You come to Him, Lord, I'm yours. You bought me. I yield myself to You. I'm a hunk of clay in Your hands. Mold me in whatever You would have me to be. But the world would have you be what you want to be. Be yourself. You hear that a lot. That's a horrible thing to say. Especially to a child. Oh, just be yourself. No way. No way at all should we ever just be ourselves. Paul reminded us where we were, what we were. We were evil. We were ungodly. We were disobedient. We were selfish. That's being yourself. It's being selfish. No. We need to be what Jesus Christ wants us to be. We need to humble and say, Lord, what do you want me to be? Not sit down to a counselor and figure out what you want to do for yourself and your desires and your goals for your life. Self, self, self. All this me, me, me stuff. But that's the world. That's what they instill in the children very early on. And compile that into their mind over and over. Be yourself. And then if you're not liking what you are and you want to transfer it into something else or transform or mutate or counterfeit yourself into something else that you choose to be, then go ahead and do that too. That's what they want to do. That's where you come in with all this transgender stupidity. Oh, just craft yourself into something else. Be a counterfeit. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. we got to love each other. we got to love even these mentally deranged, evil, demented people that are out there. We still need to love them. We need to care for them. We need to recognize the error of their ways and try to help them come out of that and become a God-glorifying individual. Challenging, yes, but let's step up to the challenge. Let's help them. How do we help them? By loving them. Easy to hate them. Shouldn't do that. We need to love them. Not their behavior, but love them. But fornication... And all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints. It's sad that he had to write this letter to the church at Ephesus, trying to keep the church at Ephesus from becoming so ungodly. They had become Christians. They had become 
a church, but yet they were going back into their evil ways. That's why he wrote this letter to the church at Ephesus. Backsliders. But it reminded him, don't be doing such things. You've got to come out from that. But sad to say, there's way too many times that Christians wind up going right back into their sinful behavior. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, and let, not, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Notice he throws that giving of thanks. Are you truly thankful for your salvation? Are you truly thankful for the body that he has blessed you with? So that you treat it properly? That you give him honor? Excuse me. That you give Him all the honor and glory in everything that you say, everything that you do, including what you do to yourself. Give Him thanks. Be grateful for what you have, because you could have a whole lot less. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Vain words. We sure hear a lot of that these days. If you listen to the TV at all, if you listen to anything on the news, if you listen to any politician, if you listen to a whole lot of the preachers out there, you're going to hear a lot of vain words. What's a vain word? It's worthless. Just worthless babbling. A lot of that. And sad to say that the institutions of learning that are in this country have become filled with professors that spew out nothing but vain words. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. The wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. He's talking to the children. He's talking to the born-again Christians. He's talking here to the backsliders. If you do something ungodly, if you do something that harms yourself or someone else, you could have the wrath of God come upon you. That caution. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. With who? The children of disobedience. The ungodly and the backsliders. Don't be associated with them. Don't hang around with them. Don't have them as your best buddies and you want to bring them on in and party and get stoned and do all kinds of ungodly things and harm your body, which is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. You don't want the wrath of God come upon you. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Don't go back into the darkness. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. See, we need to find out what's acceptable unto the Lord and do that, proving it. Like, okay, this is exact behavior that I need to go by to be in the perfect will of the Lord. How do we do that? By studying His Word, by listening to the Holy Ghost that is within us. Not to gag Him and throw Him in the back seat and drive the vehicle of your life yourself where you want to go. No, you get in the passenger seat let him take the driver's seat and you be quiet and listen to him that's how we prove what is acceptable unto the lord listen to the lord simple as that and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove them 
Reveal them. Stay out of the fruitful, unfruitful works of darkness, which is harmful to you and others around you and your relationship to God. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. See, they like to think that they can get away with it if they do it in secret. That's why so much sin happens at night. They think they can hide it and get away with it. Or in the privacy of some dark area. Darkness once again. They're all going to be revealed. As he says, But all things that are reproved are made manifest, revealed by the light. For whatsoever doeth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. I like the way he puts that. Wake up already. Way too many people are taking a nap. They need to wake up. See what's going on all around them. And even in their own lives. See then that ye walk circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise. How can we have this wisdom? We've spoke on this wisdom recently. It's the wisdom of God. That He can give us. We need to apply the blessings the Lord gives us if we expect to get any more. Wisdom is one of those things. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Clear and simple. We know the days are evil like the things we were speaking of earlier. It's on the increase. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Back to that. What's the will of the Lord for us? Not our will, but His will. Verse 18, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's interesting up there in verse 18 where it says, be not drunk with wine. He points that one thing out because that was what was commonly used back then was alcohol. But today there's countless substances that people use to basically become drunken at different degrees. What some people say, well, I, I, just a buzz. They just want a buzz. I just want this or that. I just want to take enough poison to just deceive me and think I'm feeling good. It's interesting when you look at the body and the way the body reacts to poison. There's a chemical that's released in the brain when the body is about to die. If it's in the act of something devouring you, like if an animal's chewing you up, this chemical is released in the brain to make you at peace while you're dying. There are other chemicals out there in the world that people take into their bodies, which is a poison. And as your body is being poisoned, many times this chemical is released, which gives them a sense of euphoria. It gives them a sense of calm that the Lord has built into us to be able to handle death. But yet they do it as a form of entertainment. So whatever substance they use, whether it be alcohol or tobacco or uh, fentanyl or cocaine or I mean you can just go on and on there's thousands of things out there that people take into their bodies to get this feeling of euphoria from that but what it is is your body's reaction to being poisoned to death and all of these chemicals have various effects on the body 
They destroy the health at different degrees, such as alcohol. Every bit of alcohol body takes in destroys brain cells. Totally wipes out and destroys brain cells. The more you drink, the smaller your brain gets. This is a fact. I mean, it's been proven over and over. People have an accident or something, and they, they analyze a person if they were an alcoholic, and they look like my dad, for instance. He was an alcoholic, and his brain was much smaller at his death because he had drank alcohol so much, his brain was smaller, which added to the problem when he had fallen that his brain was able to rattle around in there and cause have uh, blood on both sides of the brain because it just bounced around like a ping pong ball in there because he'd been an alcohol most all of his life. Alcoholic. So all these different substances have effects on the body, irreversible effects on the body. And it's because of the poisons. And it gives you that sense of euphoria, as I said, when you're poisoning yourself. And they become more and more popular with people because they cannot stand their lives. They cannot stand the reality of truth cannot stand their life so bad that they have to have this moment of escape because things are so bad around them. Which is sad. They need to turn to the Lord. Let Him pull them out of that slump. Let Him change their mind. Let Him change their attitude. Let Him give them the peace that passeth all understanding. That we can receive when we fully and totally trust in the Lord. Don't be like the world out there. And the world is so twisted around. The world is so turned upside down and backwards, it's crazy. They try to turn things totally around and justify the wicked behavior. Why? Because there's profit in wicked behavior. There's profit in selling the poisons that people like. I mean, like the fentanyl and so forth. That's a high-dollar drug out there these days. They're making billions and billions of dollars in that. That's being produced over in China and other places and being... It's smuggled into the country because there's a demand for it. People want to have their minds plastered. But it's evil because it is so showing unthankfulness. Unthankful for their body. They're trashing their own bodies. They're not thankful. They become children of disobedience that we read about. And in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 15, He that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the just, even they both are abomination to the Lord. These that justify such behavior as taking these substances in, these that make a profit from it, they are an abomination as well as those that are using it and doing it. But they like to turn things backwards. They like to turn things around the other way. The devil is so good at that. Just like it says back over there in Isaiah chapter 5, in verse 11, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them. And the harp and the violin and the tabard and pipe and wine are in their feasts, but they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of His hands. The party animals is what you're talking about. Whatever substance it is, it could be alcohol, whatever, but Party animals. They love to just party and have festive times and not consider what they need to do to bring honor and glory to the Lord. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Why? Because they became ungodly. Therefore, the wrath of God came upon them. This is a prophecy that was given to Isaiah to the children of Israel. 
we can go back and look at these warnings that was given to them and the sufferings that they went through because of their disobedience and know that it still applies to us today. We cannot be disobedient and think we're going to get away with it. Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. They're headed to hell because of their disobedience, because they have turned to self-pleasure, they have turned to their will of themselves rather than to the will of the Lord. We've been given simple instructions to yield ourselves to the Lord as dear children, to turn to Him, to get out of the world, to not be like them, In 2 Corinthians, in chapter 2, a couple verses here, 16, excuse me, verses 17 and 18, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. We come out from all that. We come out from among them. It's sad to see how much of that that's going on, how much of that ungodly behavior is going on out there. We need to make sure that we do what he just said there to come out from that. Don't be a part of that. Don't get trapped into that. Don't get drawn into that because it does not bring honor and glory to the Lord. It's selfish. It's self-fulfilling. It's not fulfilling the will of the Lord. Come out of that. Simple. Hard to do sometimes, yes, because all around you, everybody's doing it, and they try to make it so acceptable as if it's something that everybody should do. They love it when they get others to come in and join in on their activities, just like he said over there in Romans chapter 1 and verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. They love it when they get more to come in and join them. That's why we see such a movement of brainwashing the children to become ungodly. Because then the adults can feel more content with the way that they are behaving. It's horrible. And it's getting worse. Some of the stuff I've read about here lately that's going on, it just, like he says in here, it's a shame to even talk about it. To even think about it. That it's even being considered. But yet, it is. Coming more and more acceptable to be ungodly. But like he said, he that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the just, even they both are abomination to the Lord. That means it makes him sick to see that they could do such things. To be blessed with so much and then to just be unthankful and trash it. it makes him sick. Like all that he has done for us and then not to appreciate it. Over in... 1 John, small epistle of 1 John in chapter 2. Once again, identifying us as little children. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. We have the information that we need. We have the guidelines. We have the instructions in the Word of God how to behave. We merely need to read the instructions. 
I know a lot of guys like to just do things without reading the instructions. They get a, a little kid of something, they get buy something, a kid's bicycle or a, a cabinet, and they go, oh, I don't need them instructions. They just push the book aside and they start building it themselves. And then at the end of it, they have a bunch of stuff left over and wonder why it fell apart. Well, you didn't read the instructions. Same thing here. We have the instructions. We need to read the instructions step by step. What do we need to do to bring honor and glory to the Lord? And then abide by that and continue that. Key things, love God with all your existence, with even your mind. That means everything you think about. And then love others as yourself. That love is so critical to this. Don't be condemning of these things that we saw. Well, I should say, don't be condemning the people which do the evil things that we just read about. Condemn the activities, but not the people. Very important that we as Christians be loving and caring of this evil world. The sinners, not the sin. Don't become partakers with them, as He clearly told us there. Come out from among them. Be separate. That don't mean to go start a commune somewhere and all just be Christians and that's it and don't reach out to the world. No, then we're not fulfilling the Great Commission. He put us in this world to be effective, to have an influence on others, to be the light, a conduit of His light, not our light, and to share the blessings He's given us, the wisdom that He has given us, the understanding that if you do something that is harmful to yourself or to someone else, you're going to have the wrath of God come upon you. Simple as that. It's simple to see. Many times you have people that have an issue with depression or with a health problem, and then you look back at their behaviors like, well, <laughs> it's obvious you're doing it to yourself. It's like somebody hitting themselves in the head with a hammer saying, I hate this headache I'm having. Well, quit hitting yourself in the head with a hammer and your headache might quit. Same thing. We need to go back to 1 John chapter 2. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, if you're any of these backsliding Christians that we just read about earlier, if you do stumble, if you do sin, take it back to the Lord. And just like He said up there in verse 9 of chapter 1, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, He can clean us up and keep us on the straight and narrow. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He's always there pleading our case, willing to forgive us again. It isn't that we get born again and again and again. No, we get born again once. But what did we do with that opportunity of salvation? Did we mess it up? Did we trash it? Or did we keep it right? You keep it right by constantly in prayer with the Lord, constantly asking forgiveness, constantly asking for the revelation of His will in our lives. And He is the propitiation for our sins. It means the payment, like we read earlier. He bought us back. We all belong to Him. And He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. All the horrible sins of all mankind, past, present, and future, He paid the horrible price for all that on that cross. And hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. Walk as Jesus Christ walked. 
He paid the ultimate price. He showed us love. We need to show others love. There is so much out there, so many opportunities that we have to bring honor and glory to the Lord. Let's start right within ourselves and our own bodies. Let's take care of our bodies so that therefore we can have the full blessings of the Lord and in, in turn share those blessings with others out there in the world. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for your word. It is so powerful. It is so instructing. Help us always to stay hungry, to dig deep in there, to find that message that you want each and every one of us to have. And help us all to be fully obedient to your will in our lives. And help us all have that love for you and that love for others that the world out there can see us and be attracted to us and come in and want to be part of the family as well. We have so much to look forward to and we truly thank you for all of it as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.